1: I got it. Phoebe Boy for the Canopy Group. Uh, they're saving people money, like a whole lot of money. By the way, Donna brought this up months ago. She was like, do you think that some people might think there's a there's a cost involved with going with the Canopy Group because they have 16 insurance companies and they go and they find it for you and all that? I said, no, nobody would think that. And she said, I think some people might think that. So let me just be clear. This is free. Free. F-R-E-E spells the word Free. The Canopy Group services, they're there. They're waiting for you. All that you're going to do is save money. That's what happens. New customers end up saving an average of over $800 when they make the switch with their home and auto insurance. How do they do it? What are they giving out some, like, Bush League insurance? Oh, contraire, mon frere. They're giving you better coverage because they have 16 different insurance companies who are going to fight it out for you and some might be well-equipped based on your situation to pass on savings others might not be but you only find that out when you have options and options are what you get at the canopy group and options are how you save go to the canopygroup.com that's the canopygroup.com.
2: and we're back Watch Hour me. three of the donna and steve show on my talk 107.1 everything entertainment
1: burning, Woo! i said to my wife last night is We were laying side by side in the bed, about to drift off. Mm. I said, hey, good night. I love you. Good night. I love you too. I said, oh, hang on. Can you give me six specific affirmations before I go to sleep? (laughs)
2: God, you're so thirsty.
1: (laughs) I said, just make them unique. And she said, okay, your beard is wiry. Your beard. Hurts. These are affirmations. Your beard keeps getting longer.
2: He must have thought your you beard... said observations.
1: <laughs> your beard is multicolored. Your beard is your new infatuation, and your beard needs to go. Is that six? Good night. That's, that's, that's awesome. Right
2: there. That's awesome, Steve.
1: Your beard is wiry.
2: Yeah, that's not a compliment.
1: Someone on this show, earmuffs if you have a child in the car, someone on this station, I should say, last week, to my face.
2: Oh, no. Did not.
1: Said, my hair. (laughs) No, I don't want to know. I don't want
2: to know. No, I don't want to know.
1: Is public. Mm. Lose the L. (laughs) Okay. I was like, well, compliment accepted. Was that hate speech? Could I have gotten her fired? Or him?
2: Oh, for sure for sure. It Funny. wasn't me. No,
1: it wasn't Donna. I would
2: never say anything that inappropriate.
1: I don't think I'm going to make it to the fair though. Test I think it. I'm getting a little tired of my beard. It's going to be hot. No, the heat is not there. The heat, I don't, that's not a problem for me.
2: All right. All right. Sorry. I blew up.
1: Hey, the fair's coming up. Oh crap. The fair is 16, 17 days from today. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The 24th, Thursday. Yeah, in seventeen days, Donna, we'll be getting on a shuttle like some freaking grade school dweebs going to work out there.
2: Yeah, and then we have to face people we work with. Oh yeah, you know that don't we don't really cross paths. We just work in the same building, Mm -hmm. and it gets all weird. They're muddying up the waters with like cross pollination on the shuttle. You mean
1: other people or you mean just shows before us and after us there's there's more of a hobnobbing there cuz we're all in that same space
2: yeah i mean people that work like in different Ju- departments okay
1: so june from accounting comes yes, over yes
2: and she's got her grandkids with her
1: okay donna you know? <laughs> some people actually want to meet you why are you so hardened no i
2: didn't mean no the other day no I, it's not about me being popular it's about them it's just it's wanting just, to
1: say hello to you and no, you no no not no I just mean you're
2: you're in the company of people you that you're not really familiar with
1: now bright side we'll be walking the fairgrounds in the morning which we love to do we love that little walk up to our booth yeah everything's
2: clean yeah
1: it smells yeah. Good, yeah, you get like the morning little breakfast places are opening their door.
2: Yeah, new roll of toilet paper in the
1: can. Yeah. It's great. It's fun. It's fun. I'm excited. Excited to to be back at the fair. What What
2: were you going to say? You were like, the other day, the other day she, you were about to tell the story. Oh,
1: well, then I thought actually maybe you wouldn't want me to share it, but I'll share it.
2: No! What?
1: It was You would have thought she was, you know, John Lennon come back from the dead, At the Cat Video Festival, she was like, "Once we do this, we're going to say what we say on the microphone, and then we're going to run through that back wall. There's an opening. I spotted it. Stay below the smoke line. Let's get the hell out here." (laughs) And it was really intense. Whereas I was like, "All right, let's go around and you know take some pictures and say hi." And I just, I just want to make sure that your spirit is in the right place because we're doing meet and greets this year at the State Fair. That's what you told me.
2: Yes, yes, we are. And we so are. that means I'm just deeply introverted.
1: Okay. There is going to be a fella or two who says, Oh, Donna, nice to meet you. And then when they go to take the picture, he's going to put his arm right around and you're going to, here's what you'll hear. Cause he'll be wearing a tank top. Cause we're up in like the farming part and you're going to hear <laughs> as it oh. rest on your shoulder, you're going to have hairy, sweaty armpits on your shoulder blades. And I need you to prep your heart girl yes queen speak king go off king <laughs> what is wrong with
2: you i have a story and i would good? like to share it uh, it actually is very good i think people will be very excited about this um paul rubens aka the late Wee herman was very active on various projects in the months before his death he uh You know, he was privately battling cancer, but he was still hard at work until the end. And so one of those things is a HBO documentary about Pee Wee Herman. Hmm. He did about, what was it? 40 hours of interviews. Oh, wow. So we're going to have that coming
1: soon,
2: which I'm very interested in.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to see that.
2: Uh, He also had a rough draft of his autobiography. Mm. So we're going to get that as well. And yeah, so between that and other interviews from over 25 different friends and collaborators, it looks like they've got over a thousand hours of footage for the documentary. So very much looking forward to that. Very thoughtful, you know, especially when you're, suffering and having good days and bad days. Right. The fact that he had the foresight to... I bet in many ways that
1: also probably gave him some energy some days. Yeah. You know, having yeah. having a thing he wanted to do. Creative. He wanted to work toward completing.
2: Yeah. I just looked at the... This morning I was watching the, the Pee Wee's Playhouse theme hmm. and how it opens.
1: Isn't it so fun?
2: It is beyond so fun like this was not you know i i had already aged out of this type of show yeah so never really watched it was aware of him saw the movie and just the way he transforms into that character is just stunning
1: i told you last last week i mentioned this like waking up saturday morning
2: i could i could see that being a kid
1: and then having that sort of whimsical display happening where you really it was just so great it was just like that somebody gets it somebody gets how i view the world or how i (laughs) want to view the world it's just so awesome so great
2: really really unbelievably talented
1: we gotta go boo boo
2: okay
1: when we come back we have a few studies that we can get to do you know what the laziest day at work is spoiler it's not today it's not a monday Actually. Uh, we'll get into that. And also, there's apparently a thing called an Instagram thing when it comes to new relationships online, and the Instagram thing is a thing. Oh. Let's see if I can explain that. When we return, Don right. and Steve on my talk.
0: You home. Hey, it is Rocco for MNFatLoss.com, just finishing up my lunch today. I am uh, still maintaining the weight I lost on the MNFatLoss.com program. I started around St. Patrick's Day. It takes two months uh about 60 days of dropping a pound of fat a day results may vary but it happened to me i lost about 30 pounds in that first two months and i did it eating foods i like i've eaten steak and pork tenderloin chicken uh spaghetti sauce with uh, ground beef in it i mean seriously i'm not eating pre-packaged meals i'm not counting calories i didn't even exercise and i lost that weight you can too there's a doctor and his team at MNFatLoss.com, and they'll help you out every step of the way. They're good people. They're not going to bark at you. They're going to keep you on track like I kept on track. Check them out today, MNFatLoss.com. Hello.
2: Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on my talk 107.1, where talk is fun. Yeah. Hey.
0: Studies have shown that... Studies medic-
2: have shown that the microbial... Several
0: long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, are study buddies... The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Hey,
1: Steve.
2: Hey, Donna. <laughs> How you been? Pretty good. good. Pretty, 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 <laughs>
1: pretty good. <laughs> that reminds me of Larry David, obviously. The Larry David thing from Clearly. Curb Your Enthusiasm. I watched some random episode, maybe on a plane sometime. Donna went in there. He hired a new assistant. And um, and maybe they had like a light bulb that went out or something. And she went to, you know, screw it, unscrew it or whatever. Her midriff then reveals. Oh. But, you know, she didn't exactly have a six-pack.
2: I know who that actress is. And uh. then
1: he's in there talking with Jerry Seinfeld.
2: She's so funny.
1: And then he's like, how are we going to, how do we bring that up? Like, we have to ask her to. Cover that up, because, you know, a little bit of just (laughs) Uh -uh. like we all would have right now, a little roll sort of hanging out there. I just remember that being very very funny.
2: I think this is someone we interviewed.
1: At the state fair? Maybe.
2: I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I will get back to you.
1: Okay. Uh, There's a study that used computers to determine when workers are the most and least productive. They looked at metrics like typing speed. Typing errors and mouse activity. Uh Uh-oh, watch. Steve's going to do live fully here like it's an (laughs) old-timey movie. Everybody, here comes a mouse click. Oh, this story just took on a whole new meaning, a richness. Okay, all right. The laziest day, the laziest time of the week in offices is not Monday mornings when we're all dragging, hashtag case of the Mondays. It's Friday afternoons. Typical. The least productive time in the office is Friday afternoons. The study did not specifically say when the workers are the most productive, but according to the data, the general trend is for workers to be more productive as the week goes on before dropping off at the end of the week. I've heard Tuesday. Is it, don't, doesn't Alexis say that? Is that, that a Jason and Alexis thing? Tuesday, Tuesday is a, the-, the most productive day of the week at work? I'm not sure. That's often been said, yes. I've heard that as well. Okay. Um, well, Friday, I can actually, I can, I can pound away on a Friday afternoon. Because I know like, all right, the the weekend's coming. It feels like, all right, we got a stop point here. So let's go. I think go. people
2: really want to get out on Fridays.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Friday today isn't what Friday was 10 years ago.
2: That's right, Steve. You know what I mean? Mm, What's
1: I it sure going to be it. like 10 years from now?
2: Nobody's going to be working in any office. What's
1: TV going to be like in 100 years?
2: I am not sure. What's music going to oh, sound boy. like in
1: 100 years? I'm just asking. All right. You don't want me to talk about it? I won't. It's fine. No one will ever freaking know. Thanks, Donna. <laughs> have you heard of the Instagram thing?
2: No, I have not. And you mean that in quotes, right? A the quote, Instagram thing. Indeed, I
1: do. Um, Mike, I didn't put this. Can you click on this link here? Oh, I didn't even put the link in. No, oh, I should put it in for you. It'll be even better. You're going to love it. The Instagram thing is kind of a relationshipy thing when, well, I'm going to let you hear from this TikToker. Okay. Um, and then, okay, I just put it in there, Mike. Sorry about that. And uh, this maybe is something that you relate with or maybe one of your kids or your children that are younger in their 20s, whatever. Maybe they're dealing with this. I'm off the dating block. Here's a uh, a problem that's been popping up online. Listen to this. PSA for everyone in a happy relationship right now the Instagram thing is real I just got out of a two-year relationship. He always told me not to worry about Instagram He doesn't go on it much. So that's why he's never posted me You know, you don't want to be high maintenance. You know, you forget about it for two years. And I don't even think I was in his stories. And if I was, I wasn't like the main character of the story. So basically, I'm here to validate you to overreact if he's not posting you on his Instagram. Okay. So let me explain all this. Okay, Uh, That video has over 7 million views, Donna. As she explains that this is when you're in a relationship with somebody who refuses to show evidence online that you are dating. They don't tell you why. When pressed, they come up with vague excuses. But the real reason is because they want their whole network to think that they are single.
2: Why? What's the benefit of that? they want
1: to keep their options open at all times. Huh. So the Instagram thing, yeah, we've been together. Yeah, his name's Cody, and he's great. Oh, you guys ever, I'm looking at his page, he's not on, wait, why are there no pictures? You guys together, there's no video? Nothing, what's up with that? Is there anything about that? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Weeks go by, still not on his Instagram. Weeks go by, still not on his IG. This girl, to be believed, is saying this is a real thing. They're keeping options open on the side.
2: What do you think? Let's go to Mike.
1: Sounds like a real thing. I think it sounds like a real thing for sure, yeah.
2: So you think guys are purposely not...
1: Yeah, guys are the worst. <laughs> Seriously. You know, yeah, they're terrible. But like you're saying, yeah, it's an opportunity. Because there's people, these probably are the same guys who are you know looking at DMing different people and trying to you know get people to contact them, reach out, and like you said, keep the options open. I see. They're awful. To, to okay. echo Mike's sentiment of guys are the worst, mm-hmm. um, let me take you back, and I'm sure this is going to offend a few of you out there, but something that our principal used to say in high school, small high school, we all knew each other really well, and- He would watch this happen in male-female high school relationships, these dating relationships, and he said here's a simple thing to remember in that time of your life Guys are jerks. Girls are stupid. Yeah. So here's the jerky guy. Yeah. And then here's the, in this case, here's then the stupid girl who falls for what the jerky guy is saying. He ends up being a jerk. She feels stupid that she fell for it. Rinse and repeat. He would see it over and over. And so he would say it with a laugh and we would push back. Yeah. Like, no, wait. And then nah, he good. would, you know, point to the, here's a situation. Here's a situation. Guys are jerks. Girls are stupid. <laughs> so set up my principle.
2: That's pretty true. It's
1: pretty true. At a time. It's a, it's a funny way to sort of. Generalize that that particular time too when it's the crushes very, are bursting,
2: hormones are going mm-hmm. wild oh, yeah. at that time.
1: Think Teen Wolf. The guys feel like hair is coming out of our knuckles. Oh! S- smelling her old scrunchie.
2: Ew, that's a thing. <laughs> what? Don't smell her scrunchie.
1: Uh, I was. That, that was a, I, right. Don't do that. That would be a creepy thing that a person would do if, like, let's say, Amber Metal left her wow. scrunchie at your house after an eighth well, grade swim it party. Well, glad wasn't attached to her. No. <laughs> but I was just like, well, I'll never give this back. I'm just going to smell her hair for a while. So, you know, at that point, you probably would have thought I'd grow up to be a serial killer.
2: Yeah, yeah. Look yeah, at I me would. now
1: not a serial killer why do i even have to say that okay donna thanks for saying gosh no
2: you're not a serial killer by the way we were right um the curb your enthusiasm uh person is um jillian bell oh yeah who we did interview at the state fair (laughs) she's adorable too love her
1: the episode just full midriff out and both jerry seinfeld and larry david are in the scene and both are like <laughs> uh, okay
2: she's amazing for doing that so funny that um, is so good
1: all right when we come back it is monday no. it's just about 1130 we're Ew. gonna play a game that donna has never won
2: i think i won one time you didn't you weren't here you don't know me
1: it's called cover story you can play along that's next
0: it's Rocco for Tide Cremation Services. I was telling you last week that uh, Grant's godmother had a death in the family, and they reached out to Grant. They're like, hey, what's that uh, cremation service you guys talk about on my talk? Uh, told her about Crescentide. Um, I got word back. They were very pleased with uh, how they were treated by uh, Lisa and her team. At Crescent Tide, it is a small family-owned sinkhole business. Lisa and Berlin. Uh they used to be in the full service funeral business long ago. And that one day they're like, you know what? It just seems like so many people these days, they just want a simple cremation so that they can have a celebration of life for their loved one that fits that person. And that's oftentimes that doesn't mean uh uh, a funeral home type situation. So that's what they do. They just do simple cremations. They start at just $800, which uh, is pretty much the best price around. You'll see that when you look at their Google reviews. Check them out today. CrescentTide.com or my talk keyword cremation.
1: Someday.com
2: We're the final stretch I of the Donna and Steve, and Steve show. This is MyTalk 1071, where talk is fun. Am I right?
1: You're right, girlfriend. Thank you,
2: Steve. Woo. We got the big Zamboni with us as well. Hong Kong, Hong Kong. Woo! You forgot your anniversary. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Our anniversary was yesterday.
2: Oh, happy anniversary! Thank you. Thank you.
1: 18 years. And um, it was midway through the. I thought of it early in the morning. When I was up, I was looking at the screen. I was like, "August, oh, August 6th. Oh, my gosh, yes, August. Hello. And then Lou comes down a little while later. I have forgotten again by that point. And then she gets a text from her dad that says, happy anniversary. Oh. And I just hear her laugh from the other room. She said, oh, you know what today is? And I was like, oh, yep. Wait, yep, 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 got it. And nice. then she's like putting together a shelf and I'm in the other room with Dev. as a kid's upstairs sick. And I was just like, Cute. hey, happy anniversary, huh? Hey, Aww. yeah, you too, pal. You too.
2: <laughs> we forgot. It's okay. You've got a happy life going. It's distracted you. It's
1: distracted. Um, Want me to read an encouragement to people?
2: Yes, I do, Steve. Thank you for asking.
1: Somebody, I only saw this because somebody commented on it last night. It must have popped up in their memories, I guess. This was... A, A thing that I put out three years ago, uh, August 6th, 2020, which would have been our 15-year anniversary. Uh, But this is, this was, uh, I I saw it, I read it again. I was like, oh, yeah, so this this is true. So instead of putting out like the gushy post, here's what I put. I'll read it quick, all right? It'll take a minute and a half. Okay. A
2: minute and a half?
1: This is a picture of my wife and me. So I said, this is a picture of two broken, messed up people who have been married for 15, now 18 years. Mm -hmm. But rather than the obligatory, gushy post, let me offer an encouragement to any married couples out there whose marriage is struggling. Hang in there. It's worth it. In case any of you see us on social media and you assume that everything is perfect for us, let me assure you, it is not. Not with us or anyone else that you might see and silently compare your own life to. I do it too. Our marriage has experienced Heartbreaking lows and euphoric highs. We've had to extend grace and forgiveness to one another more times than we could count. She, by any measure, has had to extend more forgiveness and grace to me. But eventually, invariably, grace and forgiveness is a two-way street.
2: Are you listening, Mike?
1: Every second. Every word. Every word. He's hanging. Mm -hmm. So, if you find that your own marriage has lost the flame, chances are you've come across a blog or a self-help book or a well-meaning friend who has given you the advice to do what makes you happy. Ultimately, your happiness is what matters most, right? Yeah, about that. I'm here to offer a different opinion. Your own individual happiness is not what matters most, neither is mine for that matter. The idea of marriage can become revolutionary, however, when you realize it's ultimately not about your happiness. It's a bigger, better, and higher calling than that. It's about bringing two broken and messed up people together And committing to a life that will be full of potholes and spin-outs. It's about sacrificially, actively loving your spouse. Aiming Mm -hmm. to put their needs ahead of your own. Easier said than done. Mm -hmm. And when gone about the right way, an even richer happiness might just find you after all. So when executed properly, and that takes a ton of work, marriage I think can be a wonderful expression of God's love and grace for us. Which we get to experience through the person on earth we love the most. That's a pretty powerful thing. Now, everything I mentioned is easier said than done, but it doesn't make it any less true. Good things take hard work. The best things take the most work. So if your marriage is struggling, don't give up. God loves a good redemption story, and our marriage is living proof. Hmm. So I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's a... As we were sitting there in the utter mundanity of a Sunday, it was raining, one kid's sick upstairs, the other one's afraid of the sick kid, so they're upstairs in a different room, Stuff is all strewn about. We're painting. There are projects. But it reminded me of sort of the, you know, we talk about the river and the brook, right? The mm-hmm. brook is the new relationship. Yep. Whether you're 16 or you're 60, the new relationship is like, oh, it's a brook. It's exciting. Look, that's making so much noise. But the river runs deep, silent. You don't even know it's there, but it's a more powerful thing. So Was yesterday this on I on felt like a river day. Oh, nice.
2: Yeah. Was this on Facebook?
1: I had originally posted it on Facebook.
2: How many times would I have to had? hit read more <laughs> like four you think because that's what
1: i'm coming up with they don't even give you it's not even broken up in slides it it first says read more and it's and the next time it says you sure you still wanna <laughs> are you still there it's like netflix are you still watching
2: no it was so a beautiful two was... minutes of the show oh, thank you for that yeah. oh my gosh should we uh Call down or are you just going to share with us?
1: No. <laughs> no, but, but bring him on. He's gonna, Let's yeah, see if he yeah, picks I up. It's always a
0: surprise. Oh, no, it's black and cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it can't be. If you're home with soup. 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 Soup.
2: Soup. of the day. Ooh. Soup. I got to wear my, my heart soup shirt that somebody sent me thank you oh that's
1: way. nice we've been getting some nice gifts from people I know. We hey no
2: we have not if you're oh yeah no management listening we haven't
1: got a cafeteria please leave a message all right we can just hang up all
2: now. right what is it
1: egg roll
2: soup come on let's do it this, this soup is this ah. so
1: good he's only done it once before it tastes it was one of the most satisfying soups it had a great umami to it yeah so good umami
2: they have, no, okay. No. Okay, sorry,
1: it was my anniversary, sue me. Uh, it's got great umami. It's got all of like the Asian food flavors that you love. I'm sure it's jammed with MSG. I don't know. Oh, no. I'll probably no, be like a Zeppelin weight. after this.
2: Yeah, a manatee.
1: If you're going to get weighed after, this this is a great time to have that soup.
2: I'll have it after the weigh-in.
1: No, no, no. Because then I have to
2: start my program. But
1: if you're starting a program, you want to be at your highest weight possible. It's going to make you feel better about the weight. This is prime time for you to have egg roll soup. No kidding. Like logically, this is the best time right after you weigh in. And then what do you want to do? Put on another pound of sodium? No, do it now, friend. Then you'll say, my weight loss is not just 12 pounds. It was 13.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Will you buy me some?
1: I will buy you soup today.
2: Yeah. Woo!
1: I bought you a drink at the cafeteria yeah, Festival. Yeah, you know what? You're right. That I should like buy you $18. soup today. No, no, no. It's fine.
2: If it's
1: $18? Those two drinks together were $33. And Stop then I and it. then I had to tip twenty percent. I didn't have to. That's victim language.
2: It's because you were afraid you were gonna be recognized and people would be like, That Steve Patterson's so cheap.
1: That's exactly right.
2: I know. You're my best friend.
1: I work with you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, With that, we will now clear the way.
2: Okay.
1: We'll disinfect the studio. No one's doing that anymore. And just so you know, most people have stopped washing their hands in general. (laughs)
2: I I wash my hands a lot.
1: Do you sing happy birthday twice?
2: No. Well, we're in this together, aren't we? Boy.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know. All right. Let's have soup. Okay. Let's go eat soup. All
2: right. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn coming in next. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone.